Welcome to Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40, a podcast where we discuss and interview guests about mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Learn what it means to keep growing personally with a God-centered outlook on life's opportunities and challenges after 40. Now, here are your hosts, Life Coach Norma Simons and Carrie Alamirsch. So hello, everybody. I'm so excited again to be here with you today. I think we have another exciting topic. I know we say that every week. <laughs> today is our last topic in this series of wellness and, and well-being. And we're going to be taking a look at spiritual well-being. And I think it's so important to note that spiritual well-being is a, is a deeply personal journey for all of us. And I think it's so unique to every single person. And for me personally, I think if I look at my journey, I never used to see myself as, as a, a spiritual being. And I don't think spiritual wellness was even in my vocabulary at that point. And I could definitely see since I have spent more time in spiritual well-being, my life has really changed. I think I have really increased my quality of life how I feel about myself, the connection I have with my creator. So we're going to be discussing a couple of things today, what spiritual well-being is, what is the connection with spiritual well-being and with religion, or what is the, what is the connection with spirituality and, and religion, and then also a couple of steps to align my actions with my actual spiritual beliefs. So I know for you, Kerry, this is also a great topic, something that you love talking about. So welcome to today's episode as my co-host, and I'm looking yeah. forward to this conversation. Yeah, thanks, Norma. Hello, everybody. So good to be here with you again today, and, and you're right, this is probably one of my favorite topics to speak about. I feel probably more passionate about this particular aspect of well-being than anything else, and I think you know, so obviously to me, I also believe it's one of the most important aspects of a human's life. And so I'm excited to be able to share some of our thoughts and what we know about this particular topic with our listeners. I think for me, getting to know you, I saw you as a person of humility of it's you have this calmness about you and you have this almost like this quietly confident. And I think your faith has so much to do with it. So maybe tell us a little bit about your, from your perspective, what you see spirituality, what is the definition? What does it mean to you? What is spirituality or hmm. then spiritual well-being as we refer to it today? Spiritual wellness, I believe can really only be something that we experience when we first of all become aware of the fact that we are each of us as human beings spiritual beings and and that that we come from uh, and originate from a plan and a design that is from our creator and so i think until we you know, can really become aware of that and understand that we are not 
here by happenstance or some design even between two human beings that decided, you know, to create a human, but that we understand that there's a bigger plan and a much higher creator than I think until that happens, we are kind of just existing in a bit of a, of, of a, a, a half truth really. So in order to experience well being spiritually, I think first of all, the awareness and then to be able to connect to the the one who made us to be part of and the greater you know body the human race and also the the creator who who designed us from the first place and had a plan for our lives and brought us into being at this particular time and place i think is you know some of those things i think need to to be understood but without the connection to god and to the one who created us I think it's actually a bit of a a bit of a myth or really a, an unattainable state without that. I think from my side, how I see spirituality is is also similar to what you were were referring to is really just understanding myself and getting to know myself better and my purpose in this world. But also, as you rightly said, developing that meaningful connection with myself and with God so that I'm in that position to mm-hmm. fulfill my life's purpose and rise to the calling that mm-hmm. I was put on this earth for. Something I would like to note here, I think of great importance is the fact that there are ways and means that people use to try to connect to their spiritual side or to their purpose and and to something bigger maybe than themselves and there can begin this this quest or this longing in their hearts to connect or to you know the thought is common I think it's it's common for people to think well there must be something greater or bigger there must be more you know maybe meaning to life or that sort of thing and it begins this spiritual journey and I think something that maybe not all of our listeners would know and and maybe they do but that there are substitutions and and sort of mock ways to to connect and often people will choose you know to they feel a certain closeness or a certain fulfillment in other aspects of the created world that they live in and just to recognize that I I believe there's actually a, a danger for us as human beings we will often want to sort of soothe or fill that space in our lives with something that's created rather than the creator and so we will worship sometimes nature itself or we will uh, put another human you know a religious leader or that they can follow, or even just a religious practice that in some way maybe make them feel that they're living in an elevated life or an elevated state, but that anything other than being connected to God is really just, it's just, it's just something that, that creates a feeling within us. And I think it can be, it can be dangerous if we don't recognize that that is, is not holy and truly the way towards spiritual well-being you know it does require 
that we be in a state of right relationship with God, which I will say there, there is one way only to be connected to the creator, and that is through his son, Jesus. And so, you know, there's so many religions and there's so many practices and different ways to connect spiritually, either with other people or with God himself, and will often accept a substitute. And so I think that is something just to be alerted to, if that's something that maybe you're doing in your own life and, you know, you're feeling a certain fulfillment just to be willing to go further and just see a little bit, you know, a little bit bigger picture as far as what you're putting your your trust and your faith in and, and how you are actually connecting to your spiritual um, maker. I think it's it's it can be a really it can be a, a life and death sort of um, important difference. And so I would just want our listeners to know that. Just thinking of how we're all human and we are a lot of times after certain things that we think is going to make us feel better. And I know for sure in my own life that at some point I was definitely putting the world and worldly achievements as my number one driver. And I can for sure say that you can put those achievements and those goals and things that can be your main driver, but you can achieve all of those things and it can still not lead to complete fulfillment and meaning and purpose in life. I believe that when, when I, I believe that each of us is here on a spiritual journey, whether we recognize it or not. And I, so to first of all, notice the fact that that is true, that that it, it exists and that what we're actually seeking when we are doing all the things and we're creating a certain life for ourselves and we're reaching goals and, and accomplishing things in our lives, really amazing feats that people are accomplishing or discovering through science and through serving their fellow man, all of those things. When we realize that none of those things actually fill this, this piece, that part of our lives where we know and we consciously are aware that something's still not quite complete. There's still something always that doesn't quite fill or finish that feeling that we're looking for in our in our being. We can recognize then I would hope that each of us would take that moment to really look and, and seek out and de determine why is it? Why is it that nothing that we find here in this world can truly fill that space for us. And I think for some people, that is the way it's going to come about in their lives is that they it is a pursuit and they are on this mm -hmm. on this journey. The good news is, is that God is always pursuing you. And so as you're in this pursuit and you're trying all these things and you can't quite figure it out, that's okay. I think often we, we think that maybe there is a God, maybe he does exist. And we don't really want to look there. We want to try to find it often ourselves, I think, and we want to achieve it through our own means and our own ways. And that is fine. People spend their lifetimes doing that. But I also believe that sometimes somebody can be very, very young and they will have 
just this amazing consciousness and awareness of the fact that they are in fact God's creation and that that they want to be right with him and they seek at a very young age before they've ever really began all these other life's pursuits and so I don't think we can just say there's only one time in your life or one it, it has to be God first then fulfillment and self-development and everything or that it's self-development and pursuing the fulfillment that in that we find God I think it kind of almost doesn't matter in a sense as long as I believe that at some point before we leave this conscious realm of living here on this planet during this lifetime there needs to be a being made right with our creator and that only comes through faith in his son who died for our sins and rose again and, and has made it possible for us to be in a right relationship with God. So we're aware that there is this, this aspect to our, our humanness. We understand that we have, in some sense, we get that there's a soul or that there's a part of us. And some people think of that as our, our conscience, that that it's kind of our conscience is kind of our, our, our North star or our compass. Right. And we, and, and, and it's true. We are made actually with a sense of right and wrong within us. Like that is, that is a part of this whole equation of spiritual awareness. But what we want to do often is credit it to other things. We want to say that you'll notice in the, in the news or in, whether you follow movie stars or whatever there's and and currently you know right now there's this there's there's a lot of push as to how we should behave and what we what we should accept and and i think we want to as as a species <laughs> really have these these ways that that we culturally or whatever societal ways that we are supposed to do things and and people really long for that in their lives they want some kind of compass and some kind of direction as to and over time that those uh, ideas have and ideals really have changed right but i think it's always been the same in that humans do truly want to know a right way they want to know what is right what is true i think that's really what people are seeking is truth and they just don't recognize that. So maybe you can elaborate a bit on how you see the difference, how, how it's the different to to the other areas that we've focused on in, in earlier episodes. I believe that in any in any of the other aspects of wellness and well-being that we've spoken about, I mean, each of them can be neglected and and just not paid attention to and i think this is i mean in that sense this is exactly the same people set aside their spiritual well-being often and try to just push it away because they do find it confusing or irritating <laughs> convicting sometimes either way they don't want to necessarily mm. pay attention to it and i think it's true we do the same thing with our physical health as well and our mental health there's nothing that says you have to pay attention or desire or even seek well-being in any of these areas and and probably will live out your life in a certain way 
and that's entirely a, a person's choice. I think the one about your spiritual well-being is to recognize that there is a time and a place when we, it will be decided. And if we have neglected our spiritual well-being and have neglected responding to the call of God in our lives, we will face a certain consequence that comes with that. And that would be an eternal separation from God himself, the one who created you. And so that that would, that that would become your existence going forward. I think all the others, they have consequences for sure, but I don't believe that they carry the weight or the importance of this particular aspect. And so I do think this is probably one of the most important aspects of my own human life is to get this one sorted out that I might know that I am in a right relationship with God. And I think people will try to create that for themselves in a lot of different ways. And that, and that this is just a, a place where I, I would hope that we would pursue pursue him in the sense of wanting to be in, in a right place with God. He is being our creator. He is the one who has ultimate authority over us. And I think that's why a lot of people will not pursue him because, or, or pursue even the truth because we don't, we don't want that. We as human beings also want to have our own way. I think the question about religion versus spirituality is such an important one. We can have spiritual practices, things that we do, rituals and, and aspects of our human life that we dedicate ourselves to, and we can be very systematic and very disciplined about. But just to remember that any of those practices, any of the religious practices that we might partake in, can actually become substitutes once again for an actual true relationship with God. God does not require us to do any one thing specifically a certain way that, that we need to kneel when we pray or that we need to pray even. We, we, make, we make it such a, a strict or a a formal practice often that we, we kind of substitute some of the, I go to church on Sunday stuff or whatever, and we miss the point really of being his, his child, right? Being in a relationship with him. So I just wanted to, to note that because sometimes we substitute and all of that stuff can kind of feel good. And we can think, yes, I, I did all of these things and just to realize that we can do all the right things on the outside, but if we don't have the heart connection and the and the spiritual connection to our creator, we, it, they're all for, for absolutely nothing. You know, they might make us look like a good person and we might feel better about ourselves or even avoid certain dangers or troubles in life, but it doesn't guarantee any kind of a true relationship with God. So... I agree with that because we had a conversation the other day, me and you talking about this and, and I'm that person that loves to tick the boxes. Mm. And for me, it I have some a routine in the morning and I spend time, my quiet time, and I have in my mind that it needs to look a certain way. And as you rightly said, it's more about the heart than the actual practice. And for me, stepping away from 
the amount of time I needed to allocate or that I've set aside for it. You know, I walk away feeling good about myself, but was the heart really there? And that's exactly what you were saying. It doesn't need to look a certain way. And I know that we refer to the practices, but just to maybe take note that, and that's a note from, for myself as well, is that we can tick all the boxes, but if the heart isn't there, then mm-hmm. I, I'm, not say, I'm not saying it's a waste of time, but maybe we should just like check in with ourselves why, you know, we are wanting to check the boxes versus really having that relationship and that connection with your creator, God. Yeah, I I kind of uh, liken it to the, if if you read the Bible at all, you will see that when Jesus did come as he came as a man, fully God, fully man, he came here to earth to pay the price and the penalty that we owe because of our debt of sin. And the <laughs> the only people that Jesus had issue with, really, were the chosen people, the Jewish people, who chose to put religious practice over what the intended message was. God, first of all, gave in the Old Testament all these, these really rules and religion for the people to practice, right? And they were always, all of those practices were intended, their, their purpose was always to point them and others who would see them practicing these rituals and this religious practice was to always point them to the coming of their Messiah or of our, of our Jesus. And so when they took those practices and they made the practices more important than the people and what they were trying, what he would have wanted those sacrifices or those practices to have represented And they just took those things and they just got really good at them and they added to them. And then they used them as a way of making themselves feel good about themselves. And and, I mean, those are the people that Jesus reprimanded in the Bible when he came in the New Testament. We see over and over the the ones he spoke harshly to, the ones he, he judged harshly with his words was those who had really, in a lot of cases, done a lot of spiritual harm. Two, you know, those who who didn't have the law and didn't have his his practices that he gave them. So I think that really speaks to me now that I don't ever look down on somebody or judge somebody because they don't practice their faith in a certain way. We we used to think going to church every Sunday was the only way for us to demonstrate our faith or that 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 somehow put us up in our spirituality. And, and I would choose somebody who, I would say somebody who spends their time in a, in a humble relationship with God is going to experience a much closer, much more meaningful relationship with him than the one who goes to church and then quickly cuts everybody off in the parking lot and was rude to their server at lunch, because that's really all they're doing, right? It's just these rituals. And so And I don't want anybody to think that I don't think going to church and gathering with other believers isn't important. I would just say I would sacrifice that one or any of the other ritualistic practices that we perceive as good Christian practices for a heart that is truly humble before God and and longing to be connected to him. So it really comes down to like a way of life instead of a certain practice uh, from Mm. what I gather what you're saying. And 
I mean, that is within the other wellness areas we've spoken about as well. It's making any area or a place where we want well-being is making it a part of life. That is that is the way that I live my life. If I look at, for instance, at, at physical well-being as well, it's not that I go to the gym once every week or I eat uh, a balanced meal once once a week. It becomes a way of living. And if we want success in any area, it needs to become a way of living instead of putting the focus on one specific practice. We need to be thinking differently. As you just mentioned, it's not necessarily that time in while you're practicing the, the, the ritual, whatever it is, it's for that way of thinking, taking it throughout my day. And I think also what I want to refer to is intention. So... If we put the intention there, then we, it's almost like we, we keep thinking it, we keep almost confirming it and reaffirming it instead of be, putting it in these boxes. That time, that day, let's say in the mornings to seven to eight, that's my practice. So although that's great, setting the intention, but I think for me, it's making it a part of life, a way of living instead of that practice i i think so but but beyond that like for for us who have received christ as a personal savior we have been regenerated in our being and so it goes so much further than us just practicing or or becoming good at inserting certain habits or ways of thinking even i think when when we receive christ and we are made right with god then our intentions are for those things, they become more intrinsic. They're, they're natural outworkings of God's spirit living inside of us. And maybe that's the piece that we really haven't touched on is that when we are put in this right relationship with God by accepting the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ, on our behalf, recognizing our need, first of all, for a savior and for the gift of salvation through the death of Jesus and the resurrection, then we receive his Holy Spirit, the third part of the Trinity. And when that happens, it's, it's as I think what you're alluding to here is, is this idea of now it becomes a way of life. And I, I believe it is true. It becomes a way of life, but not because of anything that we do. It, it comes from being inhabited actually by God himself in our lives. And so it becomes, now it becomes a, a method of walking it out and, and living it out. And you're right, we're still going to struggle with us wanting to do, we are still a human being as well. And we will, while we're made perfect by being in Christ, we still are kind of like the now and, and the not quite yet aspect of our faith right is we have him now and we have this assurance now but there is still a perfecting that's going to continue to go on and I think that's part of for those of us who are made right with God we're that's part of what the rest of our lives is about is striving to be more and more and more like Jesus and I fail at that miserably every day but at least the longing is there and it's so natural for me because of God's spirit inside of me. So if that's something that somebody desires or wants, or if you're hearing this and you're thinking, oh, maybe this is the piece that I've never been able to mm. quite to attain, 
I, I hope you will look into that further, that you will reach out, that you will continue to move on this journey. Because like I said, right at the very beginning, God is actually pursuing you. And so while you might think you're looking for the truth and you can't quite find it, the truth of the matter is that is actually him. He is pursuing you and he would want to be in a right relationship with you. And so if that is something you desire, I would say get get yourself to a church or to somebody that knows God and really look for his answers, either through the Bible or through a study or keep keep going on that journey. And, and I think that's something important. I know I would probably say this normally at the closing of our of our podcast today, but you know, we'll put our email addresses in the bottom of those show notes so that if you really want to reach out and have this conversation further, I hope that you would and I would engage, be delighted to engage in the conversation further. Because I think I think no matter how committed we are to all these other world religions, there's always just that something's not quite there. It just isn't quite right just yet. And I think pay attention to that. That is spiritual well-being in my mind is, is that when you know that something is still not quite right, that you would keep pursuing that until you find the answers that you're looking for. How would our lives improve if we spend time and really intention in the like the spiritual side and really improving or looking for spiritual well-being? When when we're connected to God, when we are in a right relationship with him, having gone from trying to do things our own way and absolutely laying down all that we have our whole life and saying, you take it. I, I want to acknowledge you. I want to receive the gift of salvation. I want to be living a life for you and not for me anymore. I would say that what improves in that moment in our lives is the spiritual well-being aspect of our lives. In that moment, there is truly a moment where you become so aware that God now and you are in this place where you are actually filled with his spirit. And so that that can come in many different ways, that assurance. But And sometimes it doesn't feel anything you can know you begin to think and live your life differently and have different desires but i think sometimes and depending where you live in the world some of the other aspects of your life are going to become much harder not better and i think in the past especially here in north america we would have believed that oh well i'm a christian now i'm in a right relationship with god now that all my, all of the things in my life are so much better. I get the promotion and, <laughs> and I, you know, have these, these wonderful relationships now because I'm in this right relationship with God. And the truth of the matter is, is some of those things might get harder for you. And there are, um, there is persecution of those who are righteous and seeking God and have made their relationship right with him, life doesn't get better necessarily. It can, and I don't want to suggest that it doesn't, but I also don't want to set you up for the idea of thinking that now everything's peaches and cream and and it, everything's just easier because the struggle just becomes that much more evident 
between the good forces and the evil forces that, that surround us, that now you've entered into that battlefield in a, in, with a new knowing and a new understanding. And so I, that maybe didn't answer your question the way you'd hoped, but I think I don't think that there's actually any other aspect of your life that is as important as this one. So I would want to offer you the truth in that and just to recognize that what the beauty about that is, is even though the struggle is there, there is also an inner knowing that you are now serving God's purposes for your life and not just pleasing man. So, Yeah, just to add to that, as I started the conversation, that what you were saying now, it, it's, it sounds like it's so hard, but I think what I've experienced was that my life actually got so much better that... I got to know myself better and knew my self-worth was was there already. I didn't have to pursue it or fight for it or prove it to anyone. So I think that was something for me that completely changed my life. And I think just knowing that I'm not alone, that I have this sort of foundation and... I have this like this inner knowing that whatever happens to me in life, that I'll come out on the other side, having learned lessons or being a better person. It's not necessarily that my life, as you mentioned, is just going to be roses and, and daisies, but that I, what whatever happens to me will make me grow as a person and make me like a getting to know myself better. And, and maybe also, like grow my relationship with God because I can rely on him and whatever comes my way, I will be equipped to, to handle that. So I think of for, for myself, it was, I think the best decision I've made to pursue my spirituality and my faith and make it part of my life, not making it that practice that, I only want to tick the boxes, but I really want a relationship and I want a connection because once that connection is there and the understanding is there that God is always there and part of my life, then I'm in such a better position. I see myself so much different. I, It's not that I'm, I don't have struggles, but I see myself different and being able to handle those things where I might not have had that, I think, confidence before. So how can I now change my actions so that it's, it's all like in alignment? Yeah, I think it's an, it's an interesting question that I was, th I was thinking of, the, of the, the scripture where Jesus is being asked by the religious leaders about what's the most important rule or law for us to follow and his his response to them really just summed up all of all of what was important or what were the things that they needed to do and that was to love the lord their god with all their heart and with all their mind with all their with all their strength was was to love god and the and the second most important law was like the first one but that that was to love your neighbor as yourself and so I think, first of all, loving God and pursuing that life and, and renewing our minds constantly with being in touch with God and, and 
you know, being in the Bible is one of the ways that we can know and hear God's word to us. And so really loving him with all our heart and with all our being, and then to love others as ourselves, I believe brings all of the action lines that maybe we're looking for. It just brings everything so simply and so beautifully together that when we love God, we want to treat others well. We want to be good and and kind to other people and to serve them. And so I think, I hope that answers the question. I think that's kind of where all the other actions will come from and all the things that we choose to do rather than than to say there's this specific way of doing things because sometimes showing love to somebody will look very different than it does showing love to somebody else or the, or the way we express love and love others will look different than how others do it and so we can just stop judging each other and just really love and accept one another. And as long as we're putting God first, I think that would be the way that we can know that we're living our lives in in that truth and in alignment with his ways for us. For each of you, as you're pursuing your own spiritual well-being, I trust that you will take some time to consider what we've said here today and that you will I really want to encourage you to not just let it go or put it on a shelf and think that maybe you'll deal with it later. If anything has stirred in your soul and in your being that you are sensing that maybe there's some work that you want to do there or that there's something more to be discovered, I trust that you will pursue that and and look forward to to what it is that God is is calling you to and that you will connect with him in a way that is personal and that is in keeping with his his word and his call on your life. And with that, we want to just say thank you so much for joining us today. And I think we'll close off here. Thank you so much. Have a great day. We look forward to being with you again soon. And that's a wrap for another empowering episode of Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40. We hope you've enjoyed our candid conversations about navigating life over 40 and discovering what's next. It's never too late to chase your dreams and create the life you love. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with other ladies who are on this incredible journey with you. So until next time, keep asking what's next and let's continue to thrive together.